WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Kathy. I'm Zach. And this is WCSG Backstage. Welcome to WCSG Backstage. This episode, we fill our candy bags, play a round of family-friendly feud, share some good news stories with Tell Me Something Good, and Kathy shares the deep cut. a trunk or treat, a fall festival, or just in jars around the house, it <laughs> is candy season. A recent study revealed that the U.S. is divided on our favorite candy. It's one of two choices, peanut M&Ms or Reese's peanut butter cups. Additionally, the study also found that we're divided between Twizzlers and Red Vines. Red Vines are superior. Oh, Either way, God. you get to do you. You have an imaginary candy bag waiting to be filled, but you can only fill it with three types of candy. Which one are you bringing? Jeremy, you go first. Okay, so this is an easy one. Love candy. I went with peanut butter M&M's, wild berry Skittles, and for those that don't know, that's the purple bag. Oh. And then uh, peach rings. That's kind of more of a newer development, I but I those. really, really love them, especially when they've been sitting in my car and it's been warm and they get really soft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost, without thinking about it, went with peanut butter M&M's, Reese's Pieces, and peanut butter cups, and then realized all I did was pick chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> the same company so overall. Well. The same company. <laughs> uh, but if my bag was filled with that, I would be a happy camper. Are the peach things those Harbo? Wait, is that the brand? They can be. I There's do lots not of like Haribo. Brands. Haribo, okay. Their gummies are too hard. Oh. But there's one called Albanese, yeah, I yeah. think it is. It's the, the ones that make the gummy bears with the A on their tummy. They also do peach rings, and those are the ones I appreciate. Okay, I did not so, know there yeah. were gummy bears with A's on their tummy. Oh, okay. they're the best. They're the, best. the they're superior so gummy bears. soft. They're you so need soft. To show and tell. They bring are made in. at okay, a factory. We'll bring some in. Yeah. They are made at a factory in Indiana, so if you ever want to take a field trip, you can go and see where they make those. And they're a little softer? Yeah. Yes, oh. much softer. Much okay, softer. I'm intrigued. The thing, though, with peach rings is you can also get them at like Blaine Farm and Fleet like yeah. you know it's just like some rando candy selection uh-huh. but they never sell them in an individual like for doing fall festivals oh sure you know what yeah. I mean like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. gonna have to have a Little whole bag bags. of those yes <laughs> I could do that I'm okay with that <laughs> okay uh, y'all are gonna hate me on this Can't little wait. you don't like candy okay. I, I don't like candy that is, <laughs> that is correct I don't really have a sweet tooth um, and I will also preface this by saying I am very Dutch both sides of my family Dutch for hundreds of years Dutch grandparents Dutch great grandparents and those yes, weird mints my number one candy is black licorice <laughs> oh, the saltier why? the better somebody's gotta uh, love them <laughs> it just reminds me of my childhood like my grandpa who was born in the Netherlands always had them and no one else in the family liked them but me so it was like this little moment I got to have with my grandpa so I do like black licorice. Do they make your teeth black? Um, I don't know. I've never checked. Okay. Probably. Okay. Probably. He only sees it from his view, so uh-huh. he didn't really get to see his teeth. I'm going to have to check it out next time you eat that. <laughs> uh, my number two one, also controversial, I believe, Necco wafers. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I love those things. I do <laughs> not. Like <laughs> they, they are like chalk. They are kind of like chalk. chalk. Like, I do have a question, because I've yeah. never had those. Are they like a really thin Smarty? 
No, oh, no, no, because they're not very okay. sweet. They're not. Oh, they don't. Not. They taste like chalk. They're, they're kind of like antacids for children. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, awesome. I like. I always chose that for church candy growing up. We passed okay. a little gas station on the way to sure, church every sure. Sunday, and no one wanted to share them with me, so I got the whole oh, tube of Necco wafers to smart. myself. Yeah, yeah. That is smart. I didn't and, hate those. And then by number three, Wilhelmina peppermints. If you've never had them, they're amazing. You can get them at Russ's. You can get them in the Dutch Isle at Meyer. Uh, they're they fantastic. Big, big white tabs. Yeah, they're, yeah they're I know big. what you're talking about. Huh. Yeah. Very strong. Wow. Again, show and tell, please. I need to know more about these things. <laughs> Look at all the candy you're learning about. I know. I'm candy. loving it. Mine are so generic. I feel, okay, I'm going to do a little something different with mine because they're pretty typical. I'm going to say the slogan and see if you guys can figure it out. Okay. okay. Ooh, all right. This is all right. fun. There is no wrong way to eat a... Reese's. Reese's peanut butter cup. I will take it in any form. Even those little ones that you have to put all the effort into taking the wrapper off. It still is just goodness okay. right there. But do, and anybody can chime in on this. Do you find though that the little tiny cups versus the bigger cups, that there is a different flavor? Like there's a different taste. I think the proportion of chocolate to peanut butter is a little different. Yeah. And because it's like a little taller uh-huh. and not as flat. Yeah. I do prefer the traditional ones just because, I don't know, they're just cute. It's like a little... A mini tart or something. I don't know. Okay. I love those. Um, okay. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Uh, almond, almond Joy. has got nuts. Al- almond jo- That's right. Oh, so mounds. Almond Joys yeah. or Mounds. I figure almonds and coconut are healthy. Yeah. So it's basically... Um, it's <laughs> it's like, one way to look at it's it. It's health food. <laughs> I'm eating a smoothie. It's health food. That's how I justify. I can justify any of these. Um, okay. Makes mouths happy. Twizzlers. Twizzlers. It is Twizzlers. Nice. But I have recently discovered the pull apart Twizzlers, which oh, those I, are the best. I prefer because I take a little more. She's shaking her head. No. I take she a little bit more buttons, time, right. and so it makes it like last longer. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm really now on board with the pull apart Twizzlers. Never thought I would convert from the regular Twizzlers, but. I don't know. I feel like the pull apart Twizzlers are like the cheese stick of the candy world. That's so true. And I treat them as such as I do with a candy cheese stick. So I just bite into it. I never even pull it apart. But you could if you wanted to. I do that too, Jamie. With with cheese sticks as well. Yes. Impatient. Impatient. All right. My three are very generic, but they're the ones if I my kids come back and they've been out trying to gather candy, these are the ones I steal. Mm -hmm. Uh, number one, peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. Number two, Caramel Twix, oh, chocolate caramel cookie. They're so good. So caramel good. Twix is different than regular Twix? There's caramel, and they, I don't know if they still make them. There used to be a peanut butter Twix. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Like a thousand years ago. And then Snickers, but I like the tiny guys, and I had to do some Google research on like what the different sizes are. There's the Bites, the Minis, and the Fun Size, and uh-huh. I think the Minis are the ones I like. They're the little square guys. Okay. Oh. So then okay. it doesn't feel super indulgent. Right. It's just like I just a little pop, a little treat. A little, I did, ate a whole candy bar, but I just ate ten pieces. Right, of it. If I mean, you can take your time. <laughs> Life is hard. If I want ten of those, I'm going to eat ten of those. Yes, ma'am. Um, but did you know Snickers were actually named after the Mars family horse? Their favorite Aww. horse was named Snickers, that. and so that's why they named the candy after Interesting. them. Interesting. My yeah. childhood dog was named Snickers, named after the candy bar. There you Look go. Which is named after the horse. Of a it, was, it was a little brown dachshund. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> he had a little hump on his back. All right, well, welcome to WCSG Family Friendly Feud, the family feud style game with a twist. I'm your host, Jeremy, and one by one, I'll be asking each of you a survey question, and you'll have three chances to guess the top 
answers and you can score the most points if you do so you will be the winner i am so thankful you did not shave your beard and just do the steve harvey mustache you know, every time we play that. this game i feel like i might do that we, we, got, have, we got picture day we do we have team pictures that's kind of why the beard is sticking and around. i do not need jeremy to look like he's 12 and then i look like i'm 48 <laughs> All right. Well, Zach, we're going to start with you. Here is your category. Name a movie that frequently gets remade. The top seven answers are available. Wow. Uh-oh. That's I do not watch movies. Okay. Oh, okay. So no movie candy for you either. <laughs> um, I do know that for what little I know about movies, I know this one gets remade all the time because of like some licensing thing. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is... Not oh, on the hmm. list. I feel like Good that one guess, gets remade though. like every five years because someone doesn't own the license. Okay. Yeah, um, this is hard. Uh, you mean remade or sequels? Uh, oh. The category says remade. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you start hearing some of these top answers, you'll, you'll be know. like, oh, uh, sure, I can see that. Uh, the Lion King. That's oh, been remade. Lion King is uh, not on the board. Yeah, gonna, I can't think of any either. I'm going to get a bagel on this one. Uh... <laughs> uh Jungle Book, that one got remade. Yeah. Jungle Book, good guess, but it is not on the board. Zero. Okay, as oh, soon as I start sharing uh-huh. these, remade. does anybody else want to take a stab at it? Remade, like a Christmas story? A Christmas story or a Christmas Carol? Oh, that Christmas Carol, the yeah, there's a million yes. of those, that's yeah, right. Yeah, because you've got your Muppets version, uh-huh. you've got your okay. Mickey version, so that kind of stuff, right? Right, right, right. Uh, so Cinderella was number one. Okay, okay. How many okay. different iterations of that we have? Uh, Batman, Superman, Robin Hood, Christmas Carol, uh, Dracula and Spider-Man. Mm, that was tough. Oh, man. Well, sorry. That was hard. I didn't put this together. Yeah, <laughs> picks like Jurassic Park since there's Jurassic- 14 of those. Right. Those are sequels. They're sequels. Yeah. It's not yeah. remake. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. how many different Batmans have we had? How many different Supermans oh, have we had? Some of Spider-Man, us don't yes. live in fantasy superhero world, so we don't know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I remember the last superhero movie I watched. All right. Well, Amanda, it is your okay. turn. All right. Ready. Brace yourself. Here's your category. Name a place where you need to wait in line. Top five answers are on the board. Amusement park. Amusement park is on the board for 13 points. Good job. Congratulations. Right. What number was that? That was number five. A uh, number five. Okay. Other places you wait in line. Um, Even longer than the amusement park. Uh, like to get into a concert. Something or a sporting event? We'll say sporting event events, yeah. and that is ah, on the board. The women's restroom. The women. Oh, there you go. <laughs> At one of those events. That's I so want to give you courtesy points, but it is not on the Who list. Did they, they didn't ask women. Grocery store for they sure, didn't. right? Grocery store was the number one answer with twenty five percent of the answers. And a bank. Bank was number two. You want to go any further? No, I just want those to be mine. Oh, I want yeah. that to be mine. Uh, DMV <laughs> and the airport. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So, see, once you hear these, you're yep. like. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. All right, Kathy. Okay, now I'm nervous. You're okay. just, don't be nervous. Okay. Just have fun with okay. it. All right. Name Halloween costumes that are professions. Top five answers oh, are clown. on the board. Clown. <laughs> clown. It's a good profession, isn't it? But unfortunately, not oh. on the board. All right. All right. All right. Um, come on. That was good. It was All right. Good. A football player. A football player or a sports figure. That is... Come on. Board. Okay. It's really hard. <gasps> okay. From the same list the last time yeah. we played. I thought I nailed this. Okay. Um, a carpenter. 
A carpenter also <gasps> on the list. Okay, what were some on the list? Doctor. Uh, yep. <laughs> I of should, course. See, you all we got you sh- Everybody just <laughs> yes. should have swapped yes. their t- categories. You want to go? Anybody else? Any other guesses? Uh, attendant in Jurassic Park. No. Nurse. Uh, so doctor or nurse <laughs> was number one. Yeah. Uh, police officer. Oh, duh. Firefighter. Construction worker. And then rounding out the top five was astronaut. So. Oh. Is construction worker not the same as carpenter? Yeah, kind of. I can see okay. it. Can we you give can give one? it to you. Yeah. Do we want to give yeah. it to her? All right. So let me change that to a ding. And that also means that you win by three points because <gasps> Amanda job, only had 13 oh, and you man. had 16. Here's oh, the thing. So funny. With your police officer and your fireman, I don't think you see them in that version anymore. You see them as Paw Patrol versions. Mm-hmm. Chase is on the case mm-hmm. and Marshall. Like, kids yours. dress up like that, but they're the Paw Patrol mm-hmm. version of those things. Yeah. I should have gotten that one. My daughter, one year, she was a cop, and our dog was the prisoner. It was oh, the cutest oh, thing. Did he have a little so ball cute. and chain attached to his leg? I, I do not think so. Oh, no, okay. we didn't go that far. <laughs> yeah. Tell me something good. All right, this segment always brings a boost of encouragement. Time to share those good news stories. What story did you bring? I love a story of a reunion, and this one is 75 years in the making. It is the story of two women Lena and Yolanda, Lena is 85, Yolanda is 84, and the reason that they are specially connected is because they sailed on the same ship coming over from Europe to the United States 75 years ago. What happened was back in April of 1947, both of the young girls' families, Yolanda was nine, Lena was 10, they were immigrating from Italy, and they got to New York at the same time, and they were on this voyage for 14 days together and they became fast friends. I love it. Well, they went their separate ways, of course, with their families. And Lena's son, Steve, decided, I want to do some like research on mm. like when my mom made it over here. And, you know, you look at the travel logs and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And one thing that Lena said was, I always remembered the name Yolanda because that face and that name was synonymous with my transition from one life to another. Mm-hmm. And so Steve was able to track her down and they wow. lived just two and a half hours from each other, wow. like their entire lives. They were able to get together and have lunch and share stories. And it was such a successful reunion that they hoped to do it again. And they just said it was amazing to be able to reunite. And That's they both crazy. remembered that trip like it was yesterday he found her from her first name yeah that's it yeah they there was the document of the ellis island yeah. you know getting the families in so and he would have been able to track down her name see mm-hmm. what boat she came in yeah, on okay. and then track down a yolanda that's, on the same boat that's that's a both what the what and a tell it me something is yeah good. yep i like that that's very cool all right, so you guys know, I think I, every time I bring something about a dog story, a dog rescue story, <laughs> I love a good dog rescue story, and this one's pretty cool. It's about Annie, a black lab, um, who's really more silver and white because she's older. She's now living out her bucket list and being showered with love. Apparently, um, she was being surrendered, and I will never, I don't want this story to be about you know judging about why people surrender their dogs, because we know the pandemic and health issues have all caused all kinds of of reasons to surrender a dog but this this dog was left with just a little bit of information um no longer eating no longer walking and that she's 19 years old oh wow so she was left and uh, this um woman lauren seiler she saw a picture of her and she just she just fell in love with her. So she checked in with her roommate in um, Dallas and her roommate said, we can we can take her on. And by this time, um, they also found out that the dog had about a month 
to live. Oh, wow. So um, that's what the vet said. And they said, well, let's not just foster, let's adopt her. And so they took her in and they decided to just give her the best month of her Mm. life. Um, The first stop was a burger tour. So she like went to In-N-Out Burger and Whataburger. She had enjoyed patties at both. (laughs) She celebrated a a birthday potty. I had to say potty, get it? Um, Because they didn't really know when her birthday was. So they just gave her a big birthday party, a professional photo shoot. She had her DNA tested and she's mostly lab, but she's part pit bull too. Um, They shared pictures like she had all these pictures that they put on Instagram and she became very popular. (laughs) <laughs> That's what it said. Keep um, going. This yeah, is great. I know. <laughs> so she she got really really popular, and um, she had so much fan mail that it was like spilling out of her PO box. She celebrated Christmas in July, Valentine's Day in August because they didn't know how long she would have. Mm. They received letters from like Netherlands, Australia, and Hungary. So all these different places. So many donations that they had to take trunk full of treats to the shelter to donate mm. them. So she was paying forward her. Uh, receiving of love to other dogs um, that were in rescue situations. And it has inspired so many people to adopt senior dogs. And they say, Mm -hmm. if you can't adopt, then foster. If you can't foster, then donate. And if you can't donate, then volunteer. They were told they had about a month uh, with Annie, that she had about a month to live. And four months later, they're still showering her with love, which proves, uh, you know, she just now has a new leash on life. I told that whole story so I could just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's great. And I feel like the other dogs hearing that story are like, see, if you give us hamburgers and ice cream and treat us really well, we are going to live a nice long life. That's right. All right. Well, mine also features a dog. So my Tell Me Something Good brings us to London, where we meet a talented Cavapoo named Marlo. <laughs> Marlo is owned by a man named Charles, who used to work with the European Golf Tour, and he himself has been a top-level amateur golfer for the past 40 years. Well, Charles one day decides, this is about six years ago, that he's going to bring Marlo out golfing with him. <laughs> Marlowe's first visit to the golf course, he ends up getting stuck inside some bushes, comes out, and he's got a golf ball in his mouth. And Charles takes a look at it and realizes that it's a pristine tour grade ball and it retails for about four dollars just the one ball okay so then he realizes that maybe just maybe marlo has a gift for tracking down lost golf balls so for the past six years as they go to the golf course they walk up and down uh, watching chatting getting out in the open and finding lost golf balls well now they have amassed a collection that fills up these dresser drawers of golf balls well, it turns out that Charles is also works in advertising, and he thought that his dog's unique ability might be used for good, and that happened to coincide with him running across this donation drive that's designed to prevent the litter that can be caused by lost golf balls. There's this organization that was attempting to fill a 20-foot-long shipping container with second-hand tour grade golf balls to send to groups like Kenya's Junior Golf Foundation, the South African Disabled Golf Association, along with the European Disabled Golf Association, and a few others. CNN said uh, in support of this donation drive that 300 million golf balls get lost every year. And so this organization was hoping that they could encourage shooters to like 
at least recover a tiny fraction mm -hmm. of that, give it to a good cause. Yeah. So because of the efforts of Charles and Marlo, they were able to dump in their collection of 600 golf balls mm -hmm. towards the collection. Uh, it made a small dent of the 200,000 that they ended up collecting inside the shipping container. Well, I would God. like to hire Marlo because yeah. I lost two golf balls over the weekend. And <laughs> one of them was very special to me. So if, uh, yeah, if he could come and help me out, that'd be great. Um, I think it's funny, though. You mentioned... Uh, you know, hoping people will recover their golf balls. Isn't that why they're lost is you can't find them? Well, yes, but like you could spend more time searching, but you're always, if you're a golfer, mm -hmm. you understand you're There's kind of like under pressure you. from people oh, behind you, yeah. that I kind of golf. thing. So uh, maybe just making a better concerted effort rather than like, oh, that's gone. I'll just shoot another one. And to so. not golf in the fall. That, that's that, difficult. Yes. <laughs> as you know, it gets hidden underneath the leaves. Oh, that's Marlo true. is available for hire, I also would like to. Uh, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> okay. So my story is about a vision and not like a vision statement or anything like actual eyesight. Uh, I wear glasses or contacts. Uh, I think everyone here wears glasses or contacts, right? Yep. So, like, you know, when you don't have your glasses on or your contacts in, you can't see anything. Yep. Like, I don't know how I could function. I definitely wouldn't be able to drive. I wouldn't be able to even like find my around, oh, find my way around my house. My vision is so bad, and I often think. What would life be like if I didn't have my glasses? Would I be useful? Would I be mm -hmm. able to do anything? That's a reality for a lot of people around the world. Not everywhere has eye doctors. That's where this story comes from. Mackenzie Scott, who is a billionaire philanthropist and the former wife of Amazon's Jeff Bezos, donated $15 million to an organization that helps provide glasses to farmers in developing countries. Hmm. Her donation to this organization called Vision Spring is the largest single private donation towards helping solve the problem of uncorrected vision, which leaves hundreds of millions Millions of people in poverty. The donation kickstarts an initiative to provide, to provide glasses to hundreds of thousands of tea farmers, coffee farmers, cocoa farmers, and artisan workers in India, Bangladesh, Ghana, Kenya, and Uganda. Uh, Vision Springs Chief Executive Ella Goodwin said the gift from Miss Scott is an incredible acknowledgement of the power of a simple pair of eyeglasses mm. to unlock earning, learning, safety, and well-being for people vulnerable to poverty. Mm. For workers, the benefits of this 700-year-old technology are immediate. They gain improved productivity, income, and well-being the moment glasses move from case to face. Mm. Research also shows that eyeglasses improve the quality of life, reducing depression, anxiety, and increasing involvement in church and family life. Mackenzie Scott said, there's lots of resources each of us can pull from our safes to share with others time, attention, knowledge, patience, creativity, talent, effort, humor, and compassion. I happen to have a disproportionate amount of money to share, and I won't wait. I'll keep at it until the safe is empty. Wow. Mm, that's great. And what a perspective. I uh, complain about, I didn't mean that that way, but like wearing glasses, like, oh, I wish I didn't have to wear glasses, yeah. but yeah. you know, just what the talking about, it opens the doors to earning and learning. Of course it Love does. It. Or, you know, making a difference from case to face. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I like that. Thank you for bringing that to, to the table today. That was Absolutely. really good. Yeah, real good. Thanks for listening to WCSG Backstage. You can help get the word out about the WCSG podcast by rating, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. Learn more WCSG.org and search the keyword backstage. Time to close things out with a deep cut. Kathy, what'd you bring us? Well, you know, I've been putting a playlist together of encouraging songs um, that we don't already play on WCSG. I'm going to be having surgery in a few weeks, and um, I'm just feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling pretty scared about it. Um, and my sister actually sent me this one. She didn't even know I was putting a playlist together. And it's called Fear Is Not My Future. It's Brandon Lake and Chandler Moore from uh, Maverick City Music. Um, now keep in mind, 
the day that she sent me this, I was really, I was like really struggling with things. So some days are better than others. And I was feeling overwhelmed, paralyzed by fear of the unknown, not knowing how to deal with it. And uh, it's just an example of the right song at the right time. The first <laughs> line in it, uh, it is what drew me in. It says, let him turn it in your favor. So I kept listening and the words continued to draw me in. The chorus is a decision to invite joy, love, and peace, to intentionally say goodbye to shame, guilt, and fear. So whatever heartbreak you are going through, we do all carry our own variety of that. This song reminds us that God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. It's Brandon Lake and Chandler Moore. This is Fear Is Not My Future. Look forward to it. Thank you, Kathy. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Kathy. I'm Zach. And this is WCSG Backstage. Let him turn it in your favor. Watch him work it for your good. He's not done with what he started. He's not done until it's good. Turn it in your favor Watch him work it for your good He's not done with what he started He's not done until it's good 